Hey everyone, welcome to or welcome back to another episode. If this is your first time hearing my voice, hi, my name is Melina and welcome to the podcast. If you haven't already listened to my latest episode, last week on the podcast, I talked all about my experience taking the driver's test. So if you're interested to hear about my experience taking the driver's test during COVID and to find out whether or not I passed my driver's test, if you're really interested in finding out about that, then I would totally check out that episode after this one. And if you do enjoy this episode, I would really appreciate it if you rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. Right now, I currently have two ratings on Apple Podcasts, but no reviews. So if you do enjoy this episode and would like to leave a review, I would greatly appreciate it. You can leave anything regarding positive feedback, kind words about how much you enjoy these episodes, or even podcast recommendations that you would like me to do in the future. And if you're not already following me on Instagram, you can follow me at melinam.27 to stay up to date for when new episodes are published every single Tuesday and to stay up to date on what I'm doing in my daily life. Before we get into today's episode, there were a couple things that I did want to talk about before we get started. The first thing I wanted to talk about is I really wanted to thank you guys for reaching 173 plays on the podcast as of Monday, September 28th, the day I'm recording this episode. And I really just wanted to thank you guys because it's so crazy to me how the number of plays just keeps growing and I feel like we literally just reached 100 plays at the beginning of September and we're already at 173. So I just want to say thank you guys so much and... If you do enjoy this ep- these episodes, feel free to, uh, like I said, follow me on Instagram, um, rate and review this podcast because I do want as many people as possible to listen to these episodes. I am creating these episodes for you guys and it's just really motivating for me to see the number of plays that just keeps growing and keeps going and it's crazy to me. You know, little by little, more people are listening to these episodes and it just gets me really excited to come up with even more ideas and yeah so I really just wanted to say that and one other thing that I wanted to mention that I wanted to include in this episode is I wanted to talk about something that happened to me last week so last week was a pretty busy week for me I would say in regards to homework Because, for example, in my communication class, we had a really big speech due, and it was actually our first graded big speech that was going to be worth 100 points in my communication class. And I'm sure you guys know, but as of right now, since we are at home, we are recording our speeches online, just talking to a camera instead of your normal situation, talking to a group of people, such as, you know, your fellow students, your fellow peers. And my speech was due on Friday at midnight. And throughout the week, I was preparing, creating my outline of what I was going to say, because this speech was more of a structured speech than just talking about whatever you wanted. It did relate to things that we did. So for this speech, it was called the pay it forward speech. So the main point of the speech was to talk about three acts of kindness that we performed and then also include an intro and conclusion like part of the speech so you it was essentially like you were talking an essay if that makes any sense that's how I went about it and the whole thing revolved around doing three acts of kindness and I don't know like it really hit me and it really made me think how important kindness is and a requirement of the speech was to include a quote in the very beginning to connect to what we were talking about so I really wanted to share with you guys that quote that I included in that speech because it was just like a really really hard-hitting quote that made me think so I just really wanted to share that with you guys so this quote is from Harold S. Kushner Do things for people not because of who they are or what they do in return, but because of who you are. And I don't know why, but when I was looking for quotes to include in my speech, this quote really stood out to me specifically because I think 
this quote is an accurate representation of what I'm trying to live by in my daily life. For me, showing kindness and being kind to others is something that I take very seriously and I value very much. And I don't know, I think this speech was just really a good one for me to think about and it was a really good reminder for myself that it's very important to be kind to others not only you know think about yourself but also think about you know the world around you and who you encounter in your daily life and you know who do you interact with and who do you see and such and such and I think it's a really good reminder too especially with the world we're living in right now with the state of the world that we're in I think that there's so many unknowns and uncertainty uncertainties which really scares me to be honest but I think that one thing that can't be taken away from us and that's not unknown that's for sure certain is our kindness within ourselves and to spread that kindness with others and I think that with spreading that kindness that you have and just radiating it off of others just like creates and increases this positivity in the world and I don't know how to explain it but I I don't know like it feels really good when you do an act of kindness for someone it doesn't have to be something big it doesn't have to be something planned you know it just could be just based on your gut instinct in that moment that you did something nice for someone and I really just wanted to say that because I think that showing kindness is an accurate reflection of who you are as a person and how you want to be treated as a person and that's definitely something that I try to live by every day in my daily life so so I wanted to mention that in this episode because I thought it would be a nice thought and a nice reminder for you guys as much as it's a reminder for myself how important it is to show kindness to others so yeah now moving on to today's episode it is currently episode 13 that I'm recording which is crazy to me because I feel like I just started this podcast and it's only been about what a little bit over two months we're heading towards three months already with this podcast and we're already at episode 13 which is crazy to me and I don't know if I should start including the number of the episode in the podcast or maybe even in the episode title I don't know what do you guys think you guys can let me know about that one if you guys really you know are interested in like what number episode it is anyways So we are currently on episode 13 and as you can tell by the title, today's episode is how I'm getting involved in school online edition. So for those of you guys who maybe, you know, don't remember or maybe don't know and you're new here, I am currently a freshman at Cal State San Marcos and I am doing school online for the fall semester and what looks like for the spring semester, which is kind of sad but anyways so since we are at home I think one thing that students might not take into consideration or maybe not see it as much of a big deal is being involved in school especially now that we're at home I would say like right off the bat my first thought is when you are at school whether it's college or high school or middle school when you're physically at school and you're surrounded by your peers, your classmates, your friends, and you're seeing all of these different types of activities that you can do, such as sports and clubs and things like that. I think when you see it firsthand, you're more likely to make an effort to get involved because you're seeing all of these other people do it. And if you're seeing, like, for example, your friends do it, you might want to participate in that also. But I think now that we're in school online we're not going to school physically anymore and we're only doing school at home we're confined to the four walls of our bedroom or our house or wherever you are I think it's definitely something put off to the side if that makes any sense and so I really wanted to talk about that today so it's been about a month as of the day I published this episode It's been about a month since I've started school and I want to say 
I've just been really busy with homework. I feel like the professors are giving us way more homework than we would if we were actually in the classroom, which I think is understandable because they're expecting us to be at home doing school, so they're probably thinking that we have a lot more time on our hands. But yeah, so I've just been busy trying to meet deadlines and catch up with homework and prepare ahead of time, starting to get ready, you know, for exams coming up because yeah, that's very exciting. <laughs> and so with being at home and being a college student now, I didn't want to just focus on school. I wanted to do something else with school, but also take some time to not focus only on my academics, but also try to get involved, you know, socially attending, you know, meeting club meetings and potentially joining some student organizations. So that's what I've been doing the past couple weeks. I've been attending some online Zoom meetings, some events that the school has planned for us as students. And I have been taking notes on the different school events that I've been attending because I did want to talk about those events with you guys and go a little bit in depth on each event that I attended. And one thing that I want to say is that this method of trying to get involved in school is definitely an unconventional one, if I do say so myself. I mean, I think especially once you reach like your high school and college years, like if you're in that stage where you're a freshman in high school, or like for me, you're a freshman in college, and you're in this new environment, this new transition, I think one of the things you count on is trying to get involved in some type of way in school in order to make friends or for it to seem not as difficult of a transition or maybe as lonely as you think it might be. And because we are now doing school at home online, we definitely have to put in a little bit more of an effort. That's what I have found, that you have to put a little bit more effort in than you would usually do in order to meet people and get involved in school. So that's what I wanted to talk about with you guys and show you guys how I've been getting involved in school. And yeah, so let's get right into the different events that I have been attending. Okay, so the first event that I attended was on September 1st, and it was the first year student mingle hour. And there was only about 12 other students there because I don't think not many people knew about it. Of course, they were promoting it on their Instagram and such, but there was only 12 students and it was for an hour, 6 to 7 p.m. And I had signed in originally at 6, but then I was interrupted, so I had to sign out and then I ended up signing back in a half hour later. So I wasn't there the entire time, but I still did want to share this event with you guys because I still did attend it, even though I wasn't there for the full hour. So essentially the gist of the Zoom meeting was one of the girls, she was an upperclassman, I believe. She led the meeting. I think she was a junior, most likely. And it was basically just like a chill talk with a bunch of other girls. I think there was only girls at this meeting too. And it was basically a like social hour type meeting, just getting to know one another, maybe meet some people. And what I really liked is that there was no like expectations, like it wasn't nothing that you had to do or had to attend this event. Like it wasn't a requirement at, at all. And you could also choose to have your camera on and off, whatever you're comfortable with. And I know, like, for me, sometimes I don't want to have my camera on. Sometimes I do in Zoom meetings. So we ended up just playing some icebreaker games just to, like, ease the awkwardness because there was some awkward moments just to get to know each other and, you know, to have a little bit of fun. And then after we were just asking each other questions, like someone asked a question and everybody would answer it, like regarding what grade you're in or what major or where do you live or, you know, a hobby that you've taken up since quarantine started, you know? And then at the end of the meeting, everyone decided to put their Instagram handles in the chat. So if you wanted to, you could follow any of the girls in the meeting 
you know, just to have someone to stay connected to. If you really, you know, had a connection with them, you can, you know, feel free to DM them on Instagram if you have any questions about classes or school in general or just to talk. So I really liked that. So I ended up following some of the girls from that first year mingle hour student meeting. And at first, I want to tell you guys that I was hesitant to join the meeting. I was really considering not doing it at all, but ended up being just a really chill social hour just to talk to some people besides, you know, thinking about just school, school and Zoom meetings and professors and homework and all of this other stuff. And it wasn't structured at all. It was just kind of like going with the flow, going with the conversation, you know, wherever it was headed. And yeah, so that was the first event. Moving on to the second event, it was about a week later on September 8th, and it was the TLC Info Session, and it was about an hour, 12 to 12.50, and TLC stands for Tukwet Leadership Circle, which is a program that they offer at Cal State San Marcos, and unfortunately, there was only four other students in this meeting besides the program coordinator, so not many people either knew about it or wanted to attend but that's okay because then there was more room for us to ask questions and you know things like that so like I said it the meeting was led by the program coordinator of TLC and it was more of an informational structured presentation which was different than the first event where you know you were just talking things out with other girls and the whole gist of the meeting was just talking about the details of the program. For example, if you're interested, filling out the interest form, the requirements in to complete the program, sorry, and the purpose of the program, why you should join the program, and how long this program would last. And this program is a semester long, and the purpose of this program is to develop your leadership skills and to also, like, gain the confidence and eventually to become a leader yourself. I think for me, specifically, this type of program would help because I'm aspiring to become a teacher. And when you're a teacher, you are a leader in the classroom because you are teaching these younger kids, the younger generation, the important things that they will need to move on to the next grade. And it's your responsibility to teach them well, teach them the curriculum, and also to discipline them and teach them from right and wrong and proper behavior and showing kindness and respect to other students and to adults and all of these other things. So I think that this program would really help me, especially since I'm just starting college too. And, you know, I don't have to wait to take all these skills into the classroom in four years. I can start doing it now in my college years. So I thought this would be a really good program to try, especially since I'm at home doing nothing. I could dedicate some time to this program while also, you know, dedicating my time to school also. So it was something that I was very interested in, to say the least. And I decided to join the program after this meeting. I ended up filling up the interest form a little bit later, though, after thinking about it a little bit more. But yeah, overall, I really wanted to do this because I thought it would be very helpful to me, especially in my struggle, because I necessarily don't think I'm a leader and I don't want to keep thinking like that. I do want to eventually tell myself and say out loud that I do feel like a leader and that I am a leader. So yeah, and then also the program coordinator said that this would be a very good start to building up your future resume because by the time you get ready to graduate and get ready to start applying for jobs and for me it would be applying to schools seeing this on your resume is a really good thing that they'll take into consideration so yeah overall it was a really good meeting very informational and at the end I decided to join the program so clearly it worked So that was the second event. Moving on to the third event. It was on September 16 and it was the virtual welcome event and it was over Zoom like all of these are. Well actually not all of these 
besides one, all of these were on Zoom. So, but I will talk about that when I get to it. So it was the virtual welcome and the purpose of this meeting was for new students, so freshmen specifically, who are in the liberal studies program like I am aspiring to become future teachers in whatever field they want to be in. And it was for an hour, 1.30 to 2.30, and it had a pretty good turnout. There was 21 participants, including also the staff, but there was also, you know, a mix of staff and students. And the purpose of this meeting was to introduce the staff and advisors within the liberal studies program to these new freshmen who may not know who they are or what they do and what they're there for. And... Also, to put a face to the name, especially now since we're doing online school, you're in contact with all of these advisors and staff members and professors. Like your professors, you know them by face if you meet over Zoom and you're able to make that connection. But with other staff and advisors that you wouldn't have as professors, you don't necessarily know what they look like. So it was a good way to put a face to the name and also to make that connection of when you contact them in the future, if you have questions like what is their area of expertise, like what are they known for and things like that. And so after the whole introduction, there was one of the girls there that was one of the leaders of one of the student organizations on campus called Future Ed Educators Association. So she came on to talk a little bit about the org and what they do and what their purpose is. And the purpose of this organization is to connect future teachers with all the info and resources they need to become the teacher they want to be. In other words, like putting into my own words, that's what I think that they're trying to, to do. And surprisingly, one thing that I didn't know is they're a pretty new organization also. I think they're only on two years of having this org on campus. I'm not completely sure, but she said it. So it's still a pretty new organization. But I thought it was a really interesting one to look into further after this meeting. So I did take note of that during this meeting. And then after that, we ended up playing Kahoot as a fun like way to like participate and interact in the meeting instead of only the adults talking. Again, it was another informational meeting, another structured one, but I'm not complaining. It was definitely very informative, very, you know, important. But yeah, so that was the third event. Now moving on to the fourth event I attended. It was on September 17th, so the day after the last one. I attended the Virtual Student Organization Fair. And if you guys are familiar with this phrase, the student org fair is probably one of the main things that I would say freshmen look forward to in their first year of college because the student org fair, what I imagine is you come and attend this fair and there's all these different booths like lined up in the quad area or the outside central area of campus and you have the opportunity to attend all of these different booths of all the different organizations that they offer on campus. And all of the students there are, you know, talking, mingling, socializing, you know, talking about their org with other students, getting them to join if they're interested and in answering all of their questions and such and such. So I know for me, that was something that I was really looking forward to attending in person but now it's online, which was a whole other story in itself, let me tell you guys. So it was about an hour and 15 minutes long, 12 to 1.15, and it was on this new platform called Hopin. And like I said, it was a new platform to me. I don't know how long it's been out, but it was a completely new platform to me. I had never heard of it before, never used it before. And it's essentially like very similar to Zoom, but I know how to work Zoom, so I don't know why they didn't do it on Zoom. But anyways, there was two categories within this fair. The first one was this student panel where three students were talking and answering questions and overall talking about their journey of getting involved and what organizations they were involved in. 
And then after that, it was live when it first happened. So I think it was the first half hour of the event they were talking. And then once that was done, you can move on to visiting the booths virtually, which was something very different for me because you're not able to see them in person. You're only able to see them through a camera. And whatever org you were interested in, you clicked on it and it would take you to their booth virtually so it's like instead of you walking around in person you're just clicking on their booth and it takes you to their booth automatically so you could say that it was easier to attend as many different booths as you wanted to get as much information as possible but the thing is I found that not many organizations were at their booths because people were trying to get logged in and all of these other things so they were struggling to have access to their booth and have access to like the camera and the chat and stuff like that so since it was the first time I would say the first time for a lot of students and also staff using it then I think the first org fair was more of like a test run seeing who can log in and who can't so a majority of people were struggling to navigate the hop in platform And then I ended up not staying the whole time because not all of the organizations were at their booths live to answer questions or they didn't have like some type of slideshow of like who you can contact if you have questions about joining this organization. But the organizations that I did look into, I was curious about is sororities because I knew that those were going to be at booths. But Unfortunately, not all of these sororities were at the org fair, the first one that I I attended, and I ended up only logging into one, and I forgot the name of the sorority, but it was three girls that were on live on camera, and I didn't know how to, like, give access or get access to putting my camera on, so I ended up just typing it in the chat, so they answered just a couple quick questions for me because... You know, I really don't know anything about sororities and I don't know about this whole like recruitment process or anything like that. And especially since we're at home online, it's like, oh, it's going to be online, it's going to be in person. So I really just wanted to get some more information because I am kind of interested, but I don't think I have enough information yet. So... So anyways, it was a very interesting experience trying to navigate this hop-in platform. And I think they ended up having a second organization fair like the week after for people who didn't attend this one. But I decided not to hop in on that one. (laughs) I just realized that I used the word hop-in in the platforms called hop-in. Oh my gosh, okay. But I decided not to join that org fair because I did have a lot of homework that week. And that day, I, I mean, I knew that I had attended the first one. So it was basically going to be the same thing. But yeah, so that was the fourth event. Moving on to the fifth event, it was on September 21st, and it was called Mindfulness Mondays. So this event, as you can tell by the title of it, occurs every single Monday for about an hour, 3 to 4 p.m. every Monday. And it's organized by the Student Health and Counseling Service Center at school. And the purpose of this event is to prioritize your mental health and well-being, especially since we're doing school at home. And I think that your mental health could definitely be something put off to the side and something that you wouldn't focus on as students because you're just trying to navigate the online curriculum and just trying to get things done. So there was only six participants in this meeting, so a pretty small meeting. And throughout this meeting, we did a couple of different breathing exercises. So the main point of this meeting was to focus on your breathing. And the guy who led the meeting talked about what mindful breathing was and what it entailed and how to focus on that. So it was very interesting because I really didn't know a lot about this and what the purpose of mindful breathing was. And after that, he talked about different mindful exercises that you can do if you're feeling like stressed or overwhelmed and you just want to like, you know, breathe and relax. 
like if you're stressed out about homework and such. So like I said, he talked about different types of mindful exercises and focusing on your priorities and what needs to get done. And he mentioned something in regards to the intent to focus because I find that I'm kind of struggling to focus with school because there's all of these other distractions around you. And he explains how the intent to focus is the concept of, you know, if you're intentionally giving effort to focus on this one thing and you're setting aside time to focus on this one thing, you're going to get it done. But if you're just saying that you're going to focus or you're going to get this done eventually, then most likely, most likely you're not going to get it done. So I think it's more just like, setting your mind to it I think and just you know telling yourself that oh in this time period I'm gonna get this assignment done and then I'll take a break for five minutes and then for this hour or so I'm gonna work on this assignment or study for this test and it's like taking things little by little instead of trying to complete a lot of things in one day so yeah overall I found it really helpful to attend this meeting it was definitely something very different it was difficult to focus on the different breathing exercises because after like five minutes I was like already like thinking about something else so yeah overall it was a really good experience and I would definitely attend one of those meetings again in the future so moving on to the sixth event it was the next day actually on September 22nd and it was a future educators association meeting so I think I mentioned it when I talked about it in a earlier event, but I ended up deciding to join the club. The student organization is what they call it, but I know it as clubs like from high school, but I ended up deciding to join the club because they only have meetings every Tuesday and it's only for like an hour and it doesn't interfere with any of my Zoom meetings. I don't have Zoom meetings on Tuesdays, so I thought, why not? I mean... There's no harm in joining a student org. So it was my first meeting that I attended. I think they had started like two weeks prior. So they had already done, I think, two other meetings. But I ended up joining anyways. And my first meeting had 40 students, I think, which was a pretty big turnout. And the main focus of this meeting was in regards to the multiple subject teaching credential so this is specifically for teachers aspiring to teach elementary school because that is what is required to teach in elementary schools because like it says multiple subject for elementary teachers you're teaching every single subject instead of when you hit middle and high school when you specialize in that one subject like English or math or science so that teaching credential is different than your single subject and I would say this meeting revolved more around upperclassmen and those getting ready to apply to the credential program, but I still wanted to join just to get a gist and to get like a heads up of like what I'm going to be doing eventually once I get to that point. So overall, I mean, I still paid attention. I still took notes on what I thought was important and what I thought I should keep in mind, especially now since I'm only a freshman. So... They basically talked about all the different details in the program, such as when the application opens to apply, all of these different prereq courses that you have to complete before you apply, taking the CBEST and CSET test, taking all of these other courses that you have to do, the cost of the program, and like I said, it pertains mainly to upperclassmen, seniors who are getting ready to apply to the program. And... I thought it was a good idea for me to get an idea of all of the different things that I'm going to have to worry about once I get to my senior year. So overall, it was a very informational meeting, took a lot of notes. And yeah, so that was the sixth event. Moving on to the seventh event and my final event that I have attended within the last three weeks or so. So bear with me, guys. So the last event was on September 24th and it was the TLC workshop. As you guys know, I mentioned 
earlier, I decided to join the TLC program. And as a requirement in this program, you have to attend, I think, three of these TLC workshops, with which are every single Thursday. And it's not that long. It's only about an hour. So this was my first TLC workshop that I attended, and it was from 12 to 12.50. There was only 13 participants, and the main focus of this workshop was titled plant your tree and burn your ships and it was led by the director of the student leadership and involvement center at school and it was talking in depth of this theory so i just wanted to share with you guys some things that i wrote down because i took did take some notes from this workshop and i really wanted to share that with you guys so essentially the concept of plant your tree and burn your ship is divided into two so the first part but they're in connection with each other so the first part is plant your tree and this kind of revolves around the idea of thinking versus doing in regards to the decisions you make and this was really cool because I think that this definitely pertains to me because I'm definitely the type of person who thinks things through a lot more instead of making a decision right away so that's what the director was kind of like giving examples of like comparing the people who think things through besides the risk takers if that makes any sense so I really found it very personal to me because I think that I need to stop thinking things a lot because I definitely overthink things sometimes and just kind of like go with my gut instinct and just, you know, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And he was explaining to us all these different types of questions to see if it pertained to us. Like, do you make a decision now or do you wait for more info in order to make a decision? And so he was basically saying how if there's a certain thing you want to do, a certain hobby you want to start, a certain project you have been in the works of doing but haven't started yet, then now is the time to start doing it, to tell yourself, to make that commitment to yourself that you're going to start it and you're going to go through with it. And he was talking about all the benefits of this thinking versus doing method. And he said that Whatever decision you make, whatever project you start, whatever it may be, you can always learn from that. Whether you succeed or you fail, you're going to learn from it. And if you start putting things off so much, it eventually becomes a habit and becomes normal. And it's not normal. You want to be able to keep moving forward instead of staying stuck where you are. And that kind of ties into what he said about doing things now instead of putting them off saves you time because if you do the thing you wanted now and you find that maybe it wasn't as successful as you want it to be or you finished that project you went through with it and it was successful then now you have the extra time to move on to another thing that you've wanted to do but been putting it off so yeah it really got us thinking and he had asked us the question after he talked about this um what is one tree that you want to plant now from this moment moving forward. So he kind of used this analogy of planting your tree, but really it pertains to what is something that you've been wanting to work on or wanting to start, but you haven't already. So it really got me thinking because there is something that I've been thinking about, kind of brainstorming on this little project that I've been you know, kind of going back and forth of whether I want to start brainstorming more about it and go through with it because I don't want to put a lot on my plate right now, especially since I'm just starting school. But then I am also the person that kind of tends to think ahead a little bit. And since I'm going to be at home next semester too, most likely, then I do want to continue pursuing my interest and to express my interests besides you know only academics you know so that was the first part of the theory so the second part of the theory was burn your ships really in connection with the first part because this is a whole theory concept and the part of burn your ships really means 
the action of committing to that project or that idea or that hobby. And he was explaining how this is the hardest part, that you can say to yourself all you want that you are going to do this, you're going to start this and get this done, but really the hardest part is doing it yourself actually. And he was also mentioning all of these things where Maybe there are things that you're currently doing in your life that are preventing you from stopping in order to start doing the next thing. And so he said that a question you can ask yourself is, what is something that I can stop doing in order to make time to do something else, you know? And he also talked about this transition theory, which is revolved around the idea of when you want to do something new, you have to close the door on something old. So appreciating the past and what you've done in the past, but also leaving it in the past and moving forward to what's in the present and what could be in the future is how I would say it. And I think this is a really good thing to have as a reminder because I feel like that all of our days are looking the same, especially now that we've been at home for so many months in quarantine and living with COVID. And I think it was an important thing to separate those different events, especially this year for me specifically, that a lot of big things have happened this year that I would think graduating high school and then starting college, which is two completely different things. But it's like I feel like I never really truly celebrated it but I knew that I had to close the door on my high school experience and realize that okay that overall I had a really really good experience and everything that I've done throughout high school has made me into the person that I am now to start this new college experience so I knew that I had to close that door on high school close that chapter is how I would like to think about it and be ready to start this new chapter of my life which was college so I really related to this transition theory that he was talking about and after that he was talking about the benefits of it such as getting to think more freely meaning that you're no longer dwelling on the past but instead you're thinking about all of the possibilities in the present and what could be in the future which I think was a really really good thing that he said and to take into account and then also with all of this quote-unquote free time that you've dedicated yourself now to you can dedicate it you can dedicate it, sorry, to a new thing and put all of your time and effort into that one thing if you really want to and you're really interested in and you really want to try and see if you can succeed in. So yeah, overall, I think that this workshop couldn't have come at a better time because I think that day specifically, I was kind of going through all of these different things in my head, all of the all of these different potential ideas that I could start brainstorming about and see if it could become a reality. I don't know. There, Like I said, there is a project that I've been thinking of working on, but as of right now, I'm still kind of in the process of thinking about it and brainstorming about it, but I don't want to wait too long. I want to see if it does become a reality anytime soon. Yeah, overall, this workshop was a really good experience for me, and I'm very excited to see what the other workshops entail. So, yeah, that was the last event that I wanted to talk about. And with that, those were all the events that I've attended so far this school year. Having been in school for only about a month, I've been trying to balance school and then also the podcast with also trying to create some kind of social life in school with being at home. So yeah, just because I did this experience for you guys to share with you guys, I'm still going to keep attending events in the future, trying to become a little bit more active in my involvement in school because that's something that I was definitely looking forward to, starting this new chapter of my life, getting involved in as many things as possible pursuing interests that I didn't necessarily pursue in high school because I was quote-unquote scared to or I just didn't want to and I didn't think about it too much but yeah I know we're 
limited in what we can do, unfortunately, and I can totally understand that. But I think the main thing that we should think about is to stay positive and to make the best out of this new normal that we're living. Because for me, for example, most likely I'm going to be staying home spring semesters, so I think I have to start... I think I've already adjusted, but I think I have to start getting used to attending Zoom events online, especially if I'm not going to be moving into school next semester, not until the following upcoming school year. And I know that it might be difficult to put yourself out there now online. I know that for me, for instance, I have always been a really, really shy person, and I think that interacting with someone in person already made me awkward and was awkward but now even though it's online I think it can be a little bit more difficult than if we were interacting in person and I think it's definitely made me appreciate the social interactions I've had physically in school and it's definitely an adjustment that we have to grow accustomed to because this is the new normal that we're going to be living in for who knows how long. And one thing that I wanted to mention that I'm trying to continue thinking about and continue keeping in my mindset is I don't want to use online school as an excuse to not get involved because I think that's something that students can definitely think about and definitely perceive as their reason why. And I don't want it to be that reason for me. I think that with now being at home, we have even more time to do research and get involved in school activities if you really wanted to do that. And I think that being isolated like this, being confined to your house, to your room, to your apartment, to your dorm room, wherever you're living, can definitely make you feel a little bit lonely. And I'm definitely a little bit worried that... With this freshman year experience, I won't feel necessarily a part of the school yet. So I think that with making this extra effort to attend these different Zoom meetings, I can definitely start to feel a little bit connected to the school, feel like I'm a part of the school, feel like that this is my new quote-unquote home for the next four years because this is where I'm going to keep learning, keep growing, and eventually become the teacher that I want to be in the future through the, the through the degree I earn. And I don't know, I just try to keep that mindset. And I think with being at home, it could definitely feel like you're not getting the typical college experience. And that's something that's definitely crossed my mind more than once ever since I've started school. And yeah, I mean, overall, I just think that we have to stay positive to be able to adjust to the situation that we're in to make the best out of the situation that we're in. And yeah, overall, this is something that I really wanted to share with you guys because I think it's important, even though it seems small in, you know, the idea of living our daily life, it might not seem as a big deal, but I think it's something not as talked about especially now that we're in going into October. So schools have already started. They've been in the gist of things. And I think it's important not only to prioritize your academics, but also create that social environment that you wanted, if that's something you wanted, with what's available to you, meaning that whatever Zoom events the school is providing in order to make your high school, middle school, college experience a little bit more enjoyable, then I would definitely recommend going out and doing that. So with that being said, I think that's about it for this week's episode. I think I talked about everything that I wanted to. So I hope you enjoyed hearing about my experience getting involved in school online edition. And I hope this inspired you guys to start getting involved if you haven't started getting involved already or if you're a little bit hesitant to I think that's the main reason why I wanted to create this episode to give you guys a little bit of motivation because you're not the only one going through it 
I can definitely, definitely tell you that you're not the only one going through it. I'm going through it for sure. And I think that making this episode hopefully will inspire you guys to start getting involved also. So I highly recommend going to your school's website. And I'm pretty sure they have to have some kind of like events section, student life category in your school's website. And what I'm doing personally is since we are heading into the month of October, I decided to fill out my month of October in the monthly section of the planner with all of the different potential events that I would be interested in and write them in on the days that they are and also the times. So if it comes to that day and I realize that maybe I don't have as much homework or maybe I have time to attend this event, then I know ahead of time that there's going to be an event on this day. So I would highly recommend that if you have a physical planner or maybe if you even have a digital one to start filling in events for the upcoming month to look ahead of time, maybe not the whole month if you don't want to, maybe at least a couple weeks ahead and look at some events that you're potentially interested in. So yeah, that's what I would recommend. So with that being said, if you did enjoy this episode, I would really appreciate it if you rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. And if you're not already following me on Instagram, you can follow me at melinam.27 to stay up to date for when new episodes are published every single Tuesday. I want to thank you guys so much for listening, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye!